Yeah, baby, we got we got Jam dancing over here. This is episode nine, dude. Episode nine, we're getting it. We're getting it right. And like I said before, we got a star-studded pod tonight. <laughs> All of a sudden, it wasn't even supposed to be this late, and now it's like we got people everywhere, dude. Corners and next to me, I got three people. We have to take another mic out. So the I'm gonna I'm gonna just flip it over to you guys to introduce yourselves, please. Starting from left to right, my left. Hey, my name is Jam Zumel. Uh, originally from the Bay Area, San Jose, 408, Oakland, 510. Um, now we're based in San Diego, 619. Um, just blessed and happy to be here, man. Straight up. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Welcome. Um, you definitely have My name drinks. is Philip Esteban. I just, uh, I literally just came from a bar and then we walked over and. With uh, me. And so now I'm hopping in because the topic is about back of the house which we like to call heart of the house exactly Ooh. that's it right there mine that's is it. nowhere near as interesting i'm early <laughs> <laughs> originally from cleveland ohio this is for you home of lebron james yeah Akron, but whatever what, what are they uh people from cleveland are they Cle- clevelandites or <laughs> clevelanders I'm gonna be a bad Cleveland person because I don't know. <laughs> Damn, dude. I do not know. He's a lander. I, I've always wondered. Yeah. Yeah. We're Cleveland. landers. What's up, Lando? Lander. Clevelander. <laughs> so, guys, welcome. Thanks for coming by. And, Philip, welcome. Right, glad to have you, man. I've, I, this is the first time I ever meet him, actually. And I've been oh, wanting to meet him for Sick. a while because I'm a fan. So, fucking A. Good, good, good to have you on the show, man. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Bienvenido. So for our first segment, we call Sobre Mesa, and we actually got a little sort of something over the mesa right now. What is that shit, bro? You came in, you didn't even tell me. <laughs> I just, came in hot with this to go by. It's like a- All right, so it's shrimp tempura. Okay. And then it's these like red pepper poppers with like cheese on the inside. Okay. okay. Everything fried. Damn. That's it. Do you yeah. want to shout out the restaurant or not really? Uh, shout out to Chef Lance. Chef okay. Lance rep uh, over at University Club, Coke right. House, Cordova, Shore Rider. That's Ohio. the University Club notch. Dude. Exactly. That's yeah, the yeah. Good shit right there. Yeah, yep. Good, good, bro. So, um, first article we got, man. I got I to gotta just talk about this because it's dropping this Thursday. Mm. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's one of those things that Supreme does really fucking well. You know what I'm saying? Like, they always come up with these random ass drops, right? They right. did the fucking brick a couple years ago. They've done like you know motorcycles to do all kinds of shit so this week or last week or a couple weeks ago they um basically uh, put no no the fucking oreo cookie bro oh uh, so like the oreo cookie let's throw it up there oh hold on Sink. oreo cookie god damn it anyways it's an oreo cookie all right there it is right oh there. yeah i've seen that I've seen so that. uh the oreo cookie drops this thursday what so, so legit i've never wanted a supreme drop more than this really in the oreo cookie like i don't know why sense. i like saw it on hypebeast and i was like this is the first thing that's like viscerally enticed me from supreme because I, I was like the brick i can conceptually and right. theoretically like get down with yeah most supreme drops i'm like conceptually this is dope as a brand what you guys are doing is cool this i want and i want to eat Okay. Oh, like, so you would eat it? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. It looks like a red velvet Oreo. That's, that's what, what I thought, but it's not red velvet. That's, oh, yeah. the, that's the word on the street. That it's not uh, a red velvet, but so it's, it's still it's still pretty dope. And apparently it's double. Like so it's the double just a one. flavor so of why red. They do <laughs> yeah. double cream. Double cream. Why wouldn't they do real double cream supreme? That's like that's a double cream, dude. So I don't know. I just want to put this out there because I. What do you get from a brand perspective? Is this fucking? Is this a right move? Okay. What do you guys think? So this shit works because a it's an Oreo cookie be supreme <laughs> exactly obviously but c to ride off of like the wave of like kith and like how they execute all of their stuff 
um, to shameless plug to like well-fed and how we want to eventually want to do things down the line. You know, it's blending and merging all of these different aspects from simple things that we love in life with the higher quality quote unquote things in life that we know and love and putting them together and disrupting what we think is a cookie or like uh, a shoe because it's just like the that. same fucking cookie bro yeah, exactly. it just has all this fucking hype and marketing behind it you know no, which is not but it is like one thing like, about it. like just in general supreme coming from skate culture and coming from like the sticker culture where mm. you're slapping yeah, your yeah, sticker yeah. on other people's things and it makes it something else yeah that is essentially That's every true. single never, thing never supreme like does yeah. from the red brick yeah. to whatever they make it's literally them just slapping their sticker on things and it makes it more expensive exactly so this is the exact same thing right yeah that's cool. why i was like are they doing toothpaste i'm like they can do any they can do anything they fucking want <laughs> yeah that's actually the beauty of their brand they can do anything they want but they still remain or retain the same like brand uh value right. like everybody still comes to them with the same brand value because they operate on this like huge spectrum mm-hmm. there's no other brand that operates on this ridiculously huge spectrum from like like stupid ass products with our logo <laughs> to, on it and to like actual like luxury yeah. yeah there's no other brand that operates on that spectrum but they can because they come from this world of like kind of irre- irreverence and 100%. like just slap stickers on shit yeah i do it's fucking dope phil yeah. what, yeah. what were you gonna say no, about this i mean i come from a, a like a industry where it's instant gratification you know and so like if you think about how like crossing like when bansky did that art and he sold it and it, it shredded right away. Yeah, that was dope. Like was dope. these cookies, like, you know, someone could take a picture of it. Like if, if they drew that, they dropped the hat, right? Or I'm a fan of billiards. So they did the pool cue. I fucking wanted that shit, but it stays forever. But this, as soon as someone eats it, it's gone. It's gone, so there's, yeah. there's not like, it doesn't stay forever. Like the hat, yeah. the t-shirt, there's no resale because once it's gone, it's gone. And I think with food, there's this instant gratification where it's like, boom, I got the cookies. It's like this. I've seen it like $16,000 for like a pack. Yeah, dude, you it's know? going, so it's going it, off. Is it like getting into like the ephemeral nature of experiences? Like yeah. people actually wanting things that are like here today, but not there. Yeah. So it's like can't be captured. It can't be like commodified and like right. put into a box. And that's where you see like this whole rise and like even people like Pharrell and all these like uh, fashion people wanting to have these really, really unique food experiences because yeah. it's the only experience left that's a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you see like um, the the Travis Scott and cereal drop. Yeah, right? the where Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, yeah, where it's literally like people are starting to move into this world of like food collaborations because it is something where yeah. you can't really save it. Like at some point you're gonna you're gonna want to taste exactly. It. Right. Like you have this like pack of Oreos, you're gonna want to taste like exactly one of them because you're like. Yeah, dude, you know it would be sick if you guys get one, do an unboxing video where you fucking Phil (laughs) eats it or do some shit. We cook with it. That shit would get you mad, (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how much a box costs. I think they're going for my notes here, my pre-production notes. I guess they're going for like about like twenty six dollars to twenty five hundred dollars. But look, I went, I went, I went (laughs) on fucking eBay. It's a big ass disparity. (laughs) But check this out, dude. This is the bullshit about it. Like, I went on eBay to check this shit out, right? Uh And the fucking cookies are for sale, but it's dudes that have, that haven't even bought the cookies yet dude it's like the drop <laughs> is on thursday so they're selling you just like the pre-order bro but they don't even know if they're gonna get it you know what i mean that's what's wild about it like i can i can start slinging on ebay right now mm-hmm. and i got you know i'll be up on on thursday for the drop but like 
I feel like that's it, a, it's that's not gonna it, probably gonna sell out like in two seconds like, like everything else you know that's a whole other conversation it's just wild dude. I think that's why it's Banksy wild. did that whole thing it's again stupid, to do bro. the whole paper shredding of the whole piece yeah. just to make a statement on like I get it it's a piece that I did but like are you really gonna sell it for that much just because it's a piece that I did or because like, of the name that's attached to it's it it's like the banana yeah. duct tape <laughs> to the wall oh, like, okay that's what this is yo so yeah. the banana duct tape on the wall quick fact uh so every time the banana would start going bad, someone would eat it, and then they would replace it with another banana. Yeah. Oh, so that was all like a stunt right there. It was all a stunt. Yeah. The boy, or that guy, who, dude, yeah. that was a good growth hack on his end. Yeah, he yeah, popped yeah. for oh, like for a sure. day, dude. dude. He was on for like a day. <laughs> I think yeah, some like people started taping like fucking uh, Jufran banana ketchup the things on the wall <laughs> for Filipino references. Cholula and Tapatio to the wall for like Hispanic yeah, references. Yeah, I saw a couple of those, dude. Man. That so so the Oreo cookie drops this Thursday if you guys want to get it. Um, mm. Obviously, when this pod releases on Friday, this shit's already gonna drop. So, so we gotta get it. We might, we might be getting some cookies soon. Cookies if y'all get milk, it, you know, doing an unboxing <laughs> video like she said. <laughs> yeah, dude, get some bad views. All right. So the next article I got is a is a really weird one. Honestly, I'm not I'm not big into hockey. Are you guys in, big um, on hockey? I'm you watch huge. Hockey? There you go. There's Phil. See, that's why Phil's here. Shit, really? <laughs> dude, I played. I'm like the only Asian Filipino that ever played hockey. That's right. I've never seen any Damn, Asians bro, play was, hockey. My dude. team was undefeated for four years. Damn. Yeah. I but played right wing. Come see top Phil. Scorer. All right. So is, is this like is this ice hockey or roller hockey? Both. <laughs> Shit. Both. Like we there was a, a All state terrain, team baby. called the San Diego Clippers that won. All terrain hockey. And we were that uh, that Mighty Ducks team that went up to the rink oh. and was challenging them. I was like, yeah. the champs. Dude, that's nuts so you're gonna relate to this story so apparently yeah. there's there's like a crazy a thing that happened in hockey this week uh-huh. and obviously hockey is that one sport where you can beat the shit out of each other too so there's this weird ass rules all over the place right <clears throat> and apparently uh the hurricanes were playing the toronto maple leaves and their fucking two goalies got injured so they call in like this backup goalie who's like from toronto dude to uh-huh. fucking go up against yeah. toronto maple leaves was it yeah. drake <laughs> yeah. Dude, and he ends, up, he ends up fucking killing it and just yeah. like gets just, a contract or something yeah yeah he's he, he, oh, that's tight he, yeah it was like a, the feel-good story of the year yeah. right what so i guess the rule is that like you could play hockey professionally but if like if your backup backups yeah, are done yeah. like you could have a backup in like the, the local beer league oh hockey guy yeah and so not, this is like that sounds like a pure again, Canadian like thing. this happened like maybe two or three years ago as well but this is like the newest one that happened okay and like they just you have a a team because you can't have so many players so you're just you have like the minor league and you can just pull someone at any point that's crazy uh, dude yeah so yeah yeah yeah, it's not you just gotta love the sport so so the dude is like a a kidney uh cancer survivor (sighs) and he also like uh just you know like the the team itself dude when he sell that because he won the game yeah he saved like a couple goals and shit dude it's like they celebrated they're selling his shirt now and, yeah uh, wherever his Carol- jersey carolina yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's pretty wild right that's tight i mean i just i just wanted to shot this guy out dude because his name is uh david Ayer- ayers hey. it's like that one that one Good thing you job. always dream about shout as a kid dude. david ayers man you know shout Three out david fans. ayers that's a pure dream yeah, a right fan. there dude like right it. yeah I, I like this story he looks uh, like michael rapaport we had like old school uh, big sweaters as kids and we would take cushions out of our couches and sew them into him to be our like goalie holy dude, shit we went, like, and then our like our glove was like a baseball glove wasn't like a hockey glove uh-huh. you know, dude, dude, we were like poor filipinos well, were, and, like, were you inspired by mighty ducks though like was that movie like no, a big it, thing it for was you, uh or? it was it was actually gretzky in wayne 89. gretzky oh, yeah. yeah 
So he kind of like that whole movement when he moved to LA. It was it was supposed to start this whole like. You know, you only played hockey in like the cold areas, so ah. he started it in this whole thing. Okay. And so me, my cousins, my brothers, we just formed the team, and like we got videos of us in the driveway, like pulling the jersey over and just <laughs> oh. uppercutting. Oh, full on. <laughs> yeah, like it was a like, real other. deal. Damn, dude. You know? Okay. That's I have crazy. a, I have like an old uh, story about like the homies that used to play on our team. It was like Sunday. It was church. We were like in middle school. And like we were trying, we didn't have cell phones, so we're calling. We're like, "Yo, you gonna make it to the game, George Charles? Where you at? You better make it." And then it went to his voicemail, you know, old school voicemail at the house phone, and it was like, "You've reached the Feliciano residence. You know, if you call back, at blah blah blah. If this is Phil or Ed, don't worry, we're gonna be there." Because <laughs> we didn't have cell phones. You know? Yeah, yeah hello, funny. That's dope. So, Phil, this was in, in National City. Yeah, yeah. Damn, dude. So National City still. has like a coffee, uh, coffee, uh, hockey, hockey culture. Hockey <laughs> culture. Travelers Club, Legit. if you're listening, you got to get on that shit. There you go. Document it was, it was neighborhoods, though. It was like, it was National City versus Paradise Hills okay. versus Bonita. South Bay. And like, we couldn't drive. So we had, we would like take our net and put all our gear in our net and rollerblade down the streets to get to where we're playing. Oh, and we would organize it between communities and play. Like it was a trip. Like, dude, you were rollerblade from National City to Bonita? Yeah. God we were just damn, go to like dude. Comic stores. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's deep, bro. That's nuts, bro. That's the deep. whole team holding the net, just like <laughs> rolling down the street. That's wild, bro. Dude, yeah. so fun fact, Phil, Phil yeah. Esteban is a hockey player. God damn. There needs yeah. to be a short film on that. Dude, I'll make sure. <laughs> there should. Yeah, there should. Yeah, there's a good story. So for our, our last our, uh, last article of Soda Mesa, we're going to get into uh, something that's actually going to happen again this weekend. I, I didn't realize this until I started doing the pre-production. That's like everything's happening this weekend. And Travis Scott. Uh, dropping a shoe on the 29th, the new SB Dunk, oh, but also the the fact that like it marks 15 years from Jeff Staple uh, uh, launching that Pigeon Dunk oh, in yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, there, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pull up the shot here, dude, because there's this iconic uh, picture of. Uh, let me get it right. I think it's this one. Oh, I didn't think I saved it, but it's a uh, New York Post wow. has this shot. It says like sneaker riot, and it's just like yeah. how that changed the the game, you know, of how shoes are dropping. So the reason I'm highlighting the Travis Scott drop is because this one's not going to be happening at uh, on the app at all. It's going to be all like in store, kind of going back old school. And I was shocked to find out that San Diego only has like two tier zero stores that sell Nike, yeah. and that's yeah. wild. That's wild, right? Yeah. I mean, to think that a place where you would think that like athletics happen a lot or like people that are Olympic looking for training gear center, bro. straight up, like the fucking weather's <laughs> perfect all the time. There's only two. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. And shout out to Arts and Rec and uh, Overload, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Two shops are going to be having it. Mm -hmm. But uh, God, I, I, I didn't know. And I was like stoked that one of them's in Barrio. Right. That's always cool to see. Yeah. Shout out to Arts and Rec, man. Yeah. yeah this, I mean, I, I can only imagine how crazy this shit's going to get on the 29th or what day is it 29th i believe yeah mm -hmm. uh what do you guys think about the sneaker though it's pretty dope no i think it's pretty tight the way that i mean here's my thing about travis scott his i think i was browsing like instagram and, and i just saw the history behind him and his character and like his trajectory of his career and there's this video floating around where it's like a before and after and there's a before of him playing like a war tour mm -hmm. or something or a show and there's literally like 2015 people 20 15 to 20 people in the crowd and they're like they're not really they're feeling them but they're not like 
you know, not like uh, into him, you mm -hmm. know, and he's still going the same Travis Scott that performs today is the same Travis Scott that was performing in front of those 15 to 20 people. And I feel like that's the same way with his creativity. He's he keeps it all the way 100 no matter what project he drops. And it, like some people might say most of his sound, songs sound the same or this and that or the other. But the thing that you can't bring down on that guy is that he's always 100 percent himself. And that's what I see in whatever he makes. Yeah. And I think with the Cactus Jacks, at first it took me a while to really vibe with like the the colorway and all that stuff but then i really sat with it and saw it and i was like yo this is actually pretty tight yeah because like it's the way that it meshes and flows together it actually is very intricate yeah. so I that's like, that's what i think about yeah, it. it's a, i think it's a dope sneaker too erin what do you think would you cop this or what uh i would not cop it no so i think it's like beautiful from the standpoint of like it blends it like flows well together mm -hmm. but for me one i'm not like a fan of dunks mm -hmm. in general yeah other than the pigeon dunk for some reason the pigeon dunk just because of the story and the legacy and everything behind it yeah. like those are super beautiful but in general dunks i'm not a fan of but they're I hard would, to wear man i would like cop the the jordans he did mm. which ones the those, first ones the, the ones you have the cactus jacks yeah. right so with the with the backwards yes. swoosh yeah, yeah the backwards no. swoosh the uh the pocket jordan ones oh the uh the 11s right yeah, yeah. The, the green ones yeah mm -hmm. yeah like those things in that colorway that's like, the one that stuck out the most to that me too. thing is so dope yeah and just like the small little touch of the pocket yeah. like to me like that little just stash like, pocket yeah yeah dude they like, did the uh everything they did it about for the all-star game the same shoe yeah. yeah that colorway was dope yeah every everything about that i love that shoe yeah love it one thing i also noticed with shoes is that with shoes like this specifically like on its own it might not look like it'll mesh with anything but depending on the person that's wearing mm -hmm. it and how they can utilize the shoe as an accent rather than uh something that is a part of a big old like wardrobe or get up um to me that's more visually appealing so if this shoe was meant to be an accent mark to a person's whole fit like if they were in all black or all white or gray and they had like really tapered um clothing and like slim fit stuff and then the shoes really stuck out i can see that making sense mm -hmm. but if the person's like wearing multiple textures going all out with like rips on everywhere denim on denim and it's like it's, it's too much mm -hmm. for too me fuck boy, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? it's too it's too like yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know that's, so, what that's what i'm saying like they are dope it's just me personally i wouldn't i wouldn't cop dunk yeah okay yeah. okay so you yeah. gonna get these or what no i mean i'm also on the same boat i'm not a fan of dunks and even if i could get the pigeon dunks i probably wouldn't I, but i i do like them yeah mm -hmm. don't get me wrong like i like the the history and what it created um and and I like the style that he's put together, but it just doesn't fit. You know, like everyone has their, you know, I stick to Air Maxes and, and Jordans. Okay. You know, and mm -hmm. so, but I, I'm a huge fan of the Nike brand and what they stand for. Yeah. So like the collaborations and what, like the creativity that they're allowing them to do. Exactly. It's pretty like, so like apparently no one's the, doing it. The like, Paisleys, you can remove them. That's the thing. What? I, yeah, that's what I have written on my notes, and that's what I've read that you can the removable Paisleys. Interesting. I don't know how okay. the fuck that happens, but yeah, it's a, it's like a really versatile shoe. And Virgil just did it with the with the the fives too, where you can like poke out the hole. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah, you got to talk to Gabe about that. Gabe Gonzalez, he has <laughs> he did that. He'll no, he'll know how to do it. Oh, okay, okay. Like, oh he, yeah, he'll yeah. be able to dissect mm -hmm. the shoe and like understand the inner workings. The dude's a mad genius. Hold on, would you cop those? No, Virgils? I don't think so. I mean, I would it's probably just to, to, just, to, to but get I'm them. I'm saying to wear. No. Oh, see, I, so. I guess Same. the deeper it's hard, question it's hard. is that hard. when you cop 
when you cop kicks, like, do you wear them or do you just like save them? No, I actually Ooh, wear them. I actually cool. wear them. Like, I wear them. I wear them. Yeah, for like, sure. I wear them. Too. I, so I only buy like what I want to wear. So exactly. here's here's, yeah, here's I, a, I an, another added layer to that question. When you wear them, are you the type of person that's like, don't step on these, don't look at these, don't get them dirty, <laughs> don't look <laughs> or, at them? Yeah. Or are you like, no, fuck it, I'll wear it in the kitchen. I'll I'll wear okay, it here. No, I won't wear it in the kitchen. Yeah, that, not that's the kitchen. a little too I, far. I love that. I I I actually I would wear like Yeezys in the kitchen, or I would wear oh, yeah, I would wear I wore my CDGs behind the the bar, the all whites, and got them hella dirty and like let them no, wear out a, the texture. The, the okay. kitchen's just like worse though. It's like oil, it's <laughs> grease. Yeah. But I will like when if I wear my kicks, like I'll just I don't care. Like what's your kitchen stuff. shoe, Phil? What do you, what's your kitchen uh, like? That's a good question. You know, like it, it bounces between these like Vans non-slips or uh, or these Birkenstocks. Okay. Uh, but Birds. we're working on a Birds. lab with uh, Gabe of Chapter Three to make like a. We're trying to make an affordable but Nike, like maybe even we've talked about the uh, Cortez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's doing a good like one. a Cortez but non-slip. Um, I always wanted to do like these Jordan One Shadows non-slip. Mm. Yeah. But the Vans that you have, the ones that they did the collab with uh, Vinny and uh, up in LA. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they're they've gone to like they're in version three now. So I've all three, mm. and like the first two were, were really bad. Version three works really good uh, on all different like platforms, whether it's like ramen shop and like sauce on the floor, ramen broth, or yeah. steakhouse in Greece, and it works like across the board. So, okay. Yeah, I think I, I mean, got version three too, and it, it's <clears throat> it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So, uh, this drop is happening this weekend, and uh, if you guys want to get on it, you know, you know where to go. There's only two stores in SD to get that. Second question: Do you have any favorite? What's your favorite sneaker brand? Ooh, ooh, like ooh. who has who has like the hottest shit? Ooh, well, for you right now, Nike, dude, Nike for sure. Checks, checks over stripes, dude. Yeah, shit. that's what I like. You know what I'm saying? Did you, uh, I only wanted to spark ask this question. Hey, what I about just you? To be contrary, are you are you Adidas? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm one or the other. It's like right now I really like Pierre Moss. Yeah. And like everything Kirby is doing. So Reebok. Mm. Reebok, yeah. Reebok to me, like his collaborations with Reebok are like ridiculous. Yeah. And it made me look at Reebok's designs and silhouettes again. And Reebok has some amazing silhouettes. Yeah, the like Core 85, dude. <laughs> yeah. Those are like the shit, bro. They, have, they, they just, it feels like they take Core more classics. risks mm. with their silhouettes. Mm. Um, and then I do like Adidas and nike obviously so for me it's like all of them yeah and i just i wanted to ask that question just so i can insert Reebok yeah so, so let me let me answer <laughs> now from a different like yeah. I, I i fuck with nike what they're doing but but thinking about the question about what i actually wear every day it's Reeboks and new balance mm. those are like the two yeah. shoes that i just can't yeah. get out of recently yeah oh yeah new balance has some dope shit. yeah and they're doing some cool shit too but but i i like the nike vibe yeah. But I actually don't even, I only I have one pair of Nikes, dude. Right That's a, I think it's like yeah. when you ask that question, people think about Nike as a brand and you're like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Right. Nike. Right. Like New Balance like just did something with Joe Fresh Goods. Like yeah, those, dude. Those, the colorway on those sneakers is dude, like they, fire. And they did this collab in, from a brand in Paris that's like a restaurant. Did you see this? The Paperboy? Paperboy yeah. Paris? I've seen that too. I didn't see yeah. that. Dude, it's yeah. dope. It's like a shop that sells food in mm -hmm. Paris, and they did this collab with New Balance that's fucking dope. Dude. Yeah. yeah. It was I really think that's cool. where, I mean, yeah. we've, we've talked about that a lot, how things are transcending into the hospitality food world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's I've seen a lot with bands with like Yardbird in China. Mm -hmm. You know, like obviously John and Vinny, you brought it up earlier. And so just those different colorways. But uh, for the most part I've seen is like a lot of Vans. Yeah. It's like 
it's waiting to see the bigger oh, drops. Yeah, yeah. Like, something more comfortable, dude. For like sure. a, like yeah. like an ultra boost with a non-slip sole, dude, would be fucking yeah. oh, so shit. good for for chefs, man. Like, yeah, honestly, oh, dude, seriously. Oh, well, no, you, put, you get a fear of God and then you put like ultra boots on it. Yeah, oh, that'd be <laughs> tight. Just, I'm gonna shamelessly Gabe, plug in Gabe to chapter thing. three. Absolutely, absolutely. Like with you what chapter three does and and what they accomplish with all their collabs and and um, disrupting the scene of like putting two different shoes that have no business being together together and, and just creating some new shit. Like normal shoes, just better. Yeah, fucking oh, yeah. Oreo Jordans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait to see what they do when they're yeah. creating their own <laughs> silhouettes or their own, you know, their own shoes from scratch yeah. because they're just taking so much inspiration. Yes, but um, functionality notes from everything. So for sure, dude. Shout we're gonna shout to them out on, on the description, man, because their their stuff's really good. And and yeah. also, you you had them on your pod, dude. So yeah. you got you got to listen to Jam's pod, dude. Exactly. To yeah. Find out the whole story. So we're gonna flip it back to you guys now. I'm, I'm you know I'm stoked to have you guys on here today and and tell me all the shit that's going on because you three are fucking doing shit, dude. Like honestly, like you got a lot of stuff on your, crafted wordsmith and now like some lunch service <laughs> services downtown. <laughs> I don't know, right. dude. What's going on, dude? What's the word right now? With, uh, who's with, gonna take with, that? With the boys in front of me, dude. Man, um, well, I'll preface it by saying that for the past couple of years, we've just been listening and experimenting and researching and kind of figuring out, you know, the identity of what it is we want to leave an impact on the world and, and more importantly, in, in the community of San Diego. And um, through the whole process, through the ups and downs, through the um, through the journey, we've found that with the upcoming projects we have, um, there's this deeply rooted intention of understanding and, and empathy. And that's really the, the heart of everything. So we try to understand what it is that we that we're about to dive into first fully before we even touch it. And, and try to create in that field. So there's so, a process, a lot of process. Entire. There's a lot of mise en place on that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like uh, chopping those onions. Yeah, bro. that's what you're doing. Yeah, right yeah. to bring it into that. that yeah, tears in your eyes when you're still <laughs> chopping. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's exactly like that, man. And I, I mean, these guys can talk about. Um, the projects literally like wordsmith. So let's start, yeah, let's let's stuff. stop. Let's start with crafted. Yeah. Tell us about crafted. Go ahead, everyone. Dang, I'm just I just you're like. I know flowing. I'm kind of in that in that mode right You're now. Flowing, man. <laughs> yeah, but I want to pass it to you though. Feel like you you got right. that equally. Um, crafted. So the way we describe it is it's a experience series that uses space and art to explore the power of conversation to spark empathy between disparate groups of people. Mm-hmm. What what number are you guys on right now? Because so it's been going on for a now minute, we're right? On Fourteen. Fifteen. Hold on. Were were you? Identity was fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Damn. we're like going on to sixteen right now. Okay. So one one a month. Yeah. So it's one a month, and it started as just doing like dinners, and we've been exploring over time on how to just integrate other experiences because mm-hmm. it was never just about the dinners, but it was about utilizing some sort of visceral connection point yeah. to bring together twelve to fifteen people. So every experience is between twelve to fifteen, and sometimes we push to like twenty are 25 yeah but the whole goal is to bring together people 20 different people 15 different people from different industries different backgrounds um from different social economic classes to just interact and engage in some sort of dialogue 
the end result being conversation yeah. and understanding one another, which ultimately issues in empathy. Mm-hmm. And then for us, we view this idea of empathy and conversation as the root of culture. If you look at great art throughout history, it's never really about the visuals. That's never the end goal of any piece of art that's exactly, ever been produced. Yeah. The end goal of any piece of art that's ever been produced is to see it, have a visceral reaction, create conversation. That conversation creates empathy and understanding, and that empathy and understanding creates change in the world that we live in. Mm. That's all. That's the foundation of art and also the foundation of culture. And so what we saw is that there was not a lot of conversation happening across different industries and backgrounds, especially with the society that we live in today. You have a lot of digital echo chambers that just reinforce the ideas that you already have fed to you by algorithms. And so we felt the best way to do that was to create an offline experience that harkens back to the beauty of what hospitality is, which is community and connection and conversation. The things that happen at a dinner table, the things that happen at a family dinner, conversation, some challenging, some sort of tension, but that tension is healthy because everybody at the table loves each other. Exactly, yeah. And so that is really the foundation of every single crafted experience is just they're long so they're like a few hours long mm-hmm. but over the course of that few hours you get to know the people that are sitting across the table from you cool. or if it's an art experience you get to know the people that are standing right next to you looking at that piece of art also being viscerally impacted yeah and at the end people sometimes like look at the photos and go like oh these people knew each other before they came into this experience and we're like no Not no one either. ever knows each other before they come in unless they're like somebody who knows everybody mm-hmm. yeah like Vige knows a lot of people <laughs> yeah, in San yeah, Diego yeah. so it's like he came he definitely knew a lot of people but it's still <laughs> having these conversations that you wouldn't have had with acquaint or associates or like people who you might have like seen in passing mm-hmm. like the conversations are we try and get people to go deep very quickly mm-hmm. um and the goal of that is just breaking down the walls and breaking down any facades that you put up when you're networking yeah um, because this is not a networking experience at no. all um and you guys, uh, the, the chefs or the food component, it switches all the time, right? Yeah. It's a different chef every single time or a different artist every single time. Yeah. And the whole goal of that, again, is to make sure that we're highlighting and utilizing the different people who are within San Diego. Right. So the one goal was breaking down the barriers between all these different silos within San Diego to create a cross-pollinated or, or space for a cross-pollinated culture. I don't want to say create. Right. I'm hesitant to say that mainly because we always say that we're a footnote Correct. in the culture of San Diego. All of this shit was already happening. It's existed already. We're not yeah. doing anything other than just creating space for these individuals to collide. And to continue and, to And to it. continue to collide. Yeah. And that's it. Like That's what we also don't do. We don't do anything other than have conversations with people afterwards or like get them on a podcast or like try and connect people. Yeah. Because we don't want to say like this is all now because of crafted no by no means we're not out here to claim anything we're not out here to make any sort of monetary goals or nothing like it's purely out of the love of getting people together to break bread for the sake of getting to know another human being Mm -hmm. that's the base of it all. love it yeah And, and that's literally it and so even like the fact that we we provide all of the dinners and everything and all of the experiences are completely and 100 percent free mm-hmm. because we want to be able to invite people from all socioeconomic classes or backgrounds we yeah. want to be able to invite somebody who's just like chilling in uh in university as like a freshman has no money can't come to these one of these dinners doesn't know the culture and doesn't know who's doing what in san diego sit them at the table next to somebody from travelers club sit them at the table next to like a great photographer or somebody who is in a ballet and like 
they get to see everything that's going on within San Diego. So then the side goal or the other goal is to get people to stay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like once you see the energy that's here, like for me, I'm not from San Diego and it took me a while to see the energy that was in San Diego. But once I saw it, I'm like, I don't want to leave. Yeah. And so we just feel like there's a magnetism that's here that takes a little bit to get into. It does. Yeah. It does. Once you yeah. get really into does. it, it's yeah. like, it's hard to then want to leave because you see this opportunity to also want to contribute or yeah, I can contribute. I have like a voice here. I can find my own voice here. There's, there's like room to wiggle and room to move. Right. And we just try and make sure that we're introducing people into that space and injecting them into that space. Now, just another, I can do it. Dude, I, I had the pleasure like, of going to going. one dude. I have yeah. to say like, I got that. Yeah. Like that, that's everything you said. I it, it's, it's true. Yeah. You're listening, it's fucking true. Dude. <laughs> like I went there and I met some fucking amazing people, and dope. it was dope, man. It was really cool, and like I, I love when I first heard about it. It's funny because recently a friend asked me like, "How do I get invited to that thing, dude? Straight I've heard about it. Hit it's up. and it, it, it feels like almost like a freaking um, like a like a, a, a Freemason, dude. Like ask to be one, ask one. Like, right. You know, like, That's, yeah. Kind of like that vibe, bro. You just gotta ask and they'll invite you. I just yeah. told them that it's like 100%. they're super nice. We're, we're actually asking. like super on the tip of like we're actively trying to find more people to bring in to the experience and the reason why we keep it to 15 to 20 is we want to curate the experience so they're scientifically in the brain where if it exceeds a, uh, an amount or number of people in one room you create this social anxiety in your head mm -hmm. you literally your brain cannot comprehend engaging with more than 15 to 20 people at a time without putting on a facade so for us once we found we once we found that fact out um we understood okay it's not about how many people can we get into one room it's not about can we stuff 50 people and have them meet each other let's really think this through curate an experience that's great for 15 to 20 people so it's not overwhelming and it will provide a safe space for people to walk into and to feel comfortable and to open up um and the other challenge was like shit like how do we continue to invite more people and like we've tried multiple ways we've tried opening an email list we've tried word of mouth stuff sorry that's my kobe Bryant alarm going <laughs> off um we've tried to you know just spread it by word of mouth and it's like we're, we're continuously trying to figure out different ways to bring people in so um if you're trying to come to the event hit us up uh whether it be like our personals or the the crafted instagram but just know that you are on our minds and you're like literally in that queue and we're yeah. trying to get you in yeah. dope, dope. and, it's, and, and yeah. it's honestly about the curating of these experiences comes down to curating the people at the table um that's why we say it's more of like a living art experience because the reality is the individuals at the table become those different pieces of the puzzle that are going to end up forwarding that conversation yeah, yeah. the yeah, yeah. food or the art is really just the conduit for connection that, it does it kind of just like starts right because I've, I've met people and they're like i became a lot closer to ian and Alyssa because mm -hmm. of crafted oh what you yeah. know like we we became better friends Dude, wow. like just closer because of that we sat in front of each other uh -huh. we had known mm -hmm. about each other and stuff yeah it was just nice to i thought y'all were meal. friends for years dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah but it's just nice i i, I love like and that, that's i don't know about you guys but i i prefer to like have dinner with people and then party with yeah. people yeah yeah you know, like, yeah yeah you know so, at first and i think yeah. so now we're actually opening it up to do one dinner then one art experience then one dinner then one art experience yeah. so uh last year we ended on phil's which was like focused on the theme of identity so also each dinner 
where each experience has a theme that helps to drive like a connection point or a universal connection point between everybody. So that theme is typically very high level, but it has room to go very deep. So mm -hmm. that theme was identity. Um, this theme coming up is really going to be based on like the idea of perspective and connection. Um, and this experience is focused or the conduit for connection is actually a pop-up art experience. And we're working with Inchi or Esther, um, a local artist who is just bar none is that is that dope. the one that's popping up on the uh your stories recently yeah the, with yeah she's dope yeah. so uh genteel right a genteel yeah. coffee when is that going to be so it's going to be on the 29th 29th so after you copy your travis scott's yeah. hit up the, <laughs> hit up the uh <laughs> the art exhibit it's going to be at genteel from like 3 30 p.m it's going to run until like 8 yeah where it's going to be a good weekend dude oh, a lot sure. of good stuff happening this weekend so tell i know we got we got like deep into the crafted Mm -hmm. well-fed mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. wordsmith Ooh. tell me the oh, difference yeah. between the two because like i know i i always combine both and i think they're the same thing but they're not mm. right yeah mm. um so i guess what happened like we'll start with well-fed because that was kind of like the first baby of the group mm. and so um well-fed was just this, an idea of uh creating a, a a space that you know for me as a chef and this I, this idea of identity and being cooking 18 years that everything that I've learned from culinary school, from French to modern American to kind of momofuku and back, like what, what do I do with that? You know, do I just open up another modern American restaurant that is in San Diego? And one of the things that's kind of been missing is cultural identity in Filipino food. Totally, so that totally, opened up yeah. to um, well-fed and the the name of it and probably i probably had a name like a long time ago before <laughs> i even had this like well thought out like uh idea of what what it'll be become but um you know like this this idea of identity of who like who i am as a as a filipino american that grew up here that grew up in national city that was fortunate enough to have great mentors and people to teach me along the way and like what do i do with that knowledge now and like what is that bigger purpose is it just open up another restaurant to just make food or is it like to open up some cultural visibility and to open up the doors to future generations that say hey you know like i have this this pixelation in my skin the flat nose that like i could actually cook the food that i want to cook yeah you know i think at the end the, the biggest goal for well-fed is that it's not about like the cutting edge or anything that i'm going to do that if if anyone ever looked back and It'd be the next generations that are like, hey, like I had an opportunity to do something because Chef Phil opened up the door for me. Yeah, that's And dope. I think that's going to be the biggest impact that, that I hope, you know, if I have a goal, that's my goal. You know, um, like I want to do dope food. I want to do something fun and innovative. But at the end of the day, like... Uh, You're not like, after the Michelin star. You just want to yeah, cook food. Like the battle I'm going to be fighting yeah. is going to be way easier than for the next generations because... We're going to fight that for them, you know, and show them the way and then be them to be that resource and say, like, like who do I inspire to? Yeah. You know, like a, like National City is Mexipino. You know I mean, like where are the young Mexicans that are just like, what what kitchen can I go to that's beyond just tacos and burritos? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's doing some like some like grandmother, you know, like like food. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like when you think about that, about San Diego, is that that's all we think about ceviches you know like fucking mm. burritos tacos but mexican food is more than that you guys know Way that more. Yep, yep, you know yep, yep. 
And so, and same thing with Filipino food. It's more than just lumpia, pancit, and adobo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and th- so there's different variations. Yeah. But uh, I think it's just having the courage to to step past that. You know, and like we're gonna we're gonna probably be that threshold. You know, like, and that's a lot of weight. Don't get me wrong. Like, if we think about that <laughs> every like day, a lot. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, like I get it from even other Filipinos. Like, nah, dude, that, that ain't gonna work. National yeah. City, South Bay, yeah. South Bay don't want that. You know what I mean? But gotta educate you know, them. at the end of the day, that's you know, you have to see the vision, you have to see it through. Yeah, for so, sure, dude. Um, I mean, that's kind of like the heart and root of. So of well fit. Well fit is is it just a pop up right now, or is it actually like gonna be a physical Oof. space? That, that we haven't decided yet. Like we, we've done a few events here and there for well-fed. We've talked about doing like a monthly pop-up to kind of explore the food. Uh, we just haven't got around to it yet, just because of time and everything else going on. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there is time. You know, we're we're looking at June of 2021, so we could really start the pop-ups like January of next year, and it'll it'll be a good lead up to it. But nice. uh, you know, I think that's still open-ended. You know, I think there's uh, the thing I've also learned too. Is there's a few secrets you have to keep close to the chest. Like the more and more you keep putting out there, people kind of catch on and they're just like, yep. "Yo, yep, I got yep, that yep. too." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm Filipino. I got that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I I think something with well fed right now is just continuing to to identify. We're gonna you know, try the food, the bro. I'm fucking, I want to try it. Yeah, because like, <laughs> I've only had Filipino food like lumpias and stuff that i grew up here in san diego eating in plaza boulevard and shit Oof. but i uh a couple of years ago i met the guys from lasa yeah, down yeah. At Corazon oh, like, huh? a couple yeah. of years ago and i went to lasa and and was like just showing a whole different side of stuff mm-hmm. that i thought was dope shout out to Never, lasa, yeah man. shout out to lasa man yeah. i mean they're yeah. in chinatown and you know yeah. they had an uphill battle there too and i think people kind of are are understanding it more yeah. now well there's a great. there's an article i can't remember on what what publication but it was like top 25 yeah filipino restaurants in in the country and our friend nicole panseca owns jeepney and i was actually jeepney. just talking to her is today. that here in san diego no, it's new, in york. new york, it's in new oh, york. new york she's okay. from san diego though yeah okay she's from san diego from poway rancho bernardo area mm-hmm. rb yeah. rb yeah and so she moved to new york and she's she was there for like 20 years and now she's like top of the list you know being authentic being real about the food but we were just talking today and we're planning a pop-up in may in new york in new, new york. york that's yeah. dope nice and so you know there's a lot of great chefs out there that are doing like i'm not going to be the first one first one in maybe in san diego mm-hmm. to kind of do it in the way that we hope to kind of like relay the story but um like jeepney and nicole Ponseca to chad uh at lhasa to bad saint in dc to mm-hmm. musang in seattle mm-hmm. i mean there's just like this like I don't want to say Filipino food movement because it's it's already happened. Yeah, know? yeah. But it's just about this level of like education mm. of, about the food and the culture and the and the acceptance to it. Yeah, it's got you got you got to educate the people, man, because they always yeah. re- try to relate shit back to like, oh, it's like Thai food or it's like yeah, this, it's yeah. like that. It's right. Like, it's about you know, educating the consumers. That's yeah, just mm-hmm. it, you know? that's all it is. Yeah. Dope, man. Dope. Yeah. And uh, and um, Wordsmith's actually going to be a place. Yeah. That's actually like that yeah. that people can actually go to, right? Mm-hmm. And that's so, soon. Yeah, that's that's going to be uh, end of April, early May, uh, opening in National City. Uh, Market on Eighth is a uh, f- new food hall, brand new food hall. Um, again, opening in, in in downtown National City, right next to the trolley stop. 
um, in the heart of all things National City. Yeah. So it's important, um, especially for, you know, this guy right here, for Phil. Uh, like, I remember the first couple weeks that we really soaked in the possibilities there. Um, and, you know, uh, just walking the block and seeing where he grew up, how he grew up. Uh, the, literally, like, you could walk two to, two to four blocks over and there's arts, you know, a reason to survive. And then another four blocks over, there's Olivewood Gardens. And then you can circle Franks, back. Franks, bro. You got yeah. Nieder Franks yeah. right there. You the know? synergy in that area, the, the culture, the history, everything, you know, yeah. it's it's so, uh, it's there. And, and to be able to feed that and, and nourish it uh, further is something that we aim yeah. to accomplish with any projects that we put on that. So block. it's gonna it's gonna be a, like a, a coffee shop, come bookstore. Mm. Well, I think like, the original like, concept was, but uh, we we kind of folded it because it, it was supposed to be later on in the ecosystem yeah. mm -hmm. in, of what WellFed would be. You know, I think we we put together like eight different business plans, and WellFed was like the first one, and it was supposed to be a couple restaurants, and then you kind of have that like home goods store because a big thing about what we wanted to create was that a lot, a lot of local like artists uh, making ceramics, textiles, everything. And then why not create a home goods store to sell everything? Um, but uh, Caddy Corner from 8th and B uh, is uh, right next to Nita Franks on 8th and A. Mm -hmm. They're building a food hall called Market on 8th. Um, very similar to, I guess, um, Liberty Station Public Market, but about half the size. There's 12 food vendors, two retail, a coffee shop, um, a uh, tasting room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so when we were approached, it actually, actually happened very, uh, very quickly and organically. Real, yes, real fast. Like in a matter of like two weeks, um, we, we met the developer. His name is Joel Tabau, um, also originally from National City. He has a great vision to what he's building um, in uh, National City and 8th Street Quarter in particular. But uh, once we just got talking, we just realized that the visions aligned. And he said that we need you guys in the food hall. And so that's when we kind of, when we pushed forward that, that concept and went with Wordsmith. Nice. Um, it's a small space, about 110 square feet, but it's a uh, hospitality focus. So Lhasa, right in Chinatown, across the hallway is a bookstore shop called um, Now Serving. And it's a very similar concept to that, but also um, a lot of inspiration from Omnivore Bookstore in San Francisco, JB Prince in New York. You know, like every major city has one except for San Diego. Mm -hmm. When I was a young cook in New York, when you needed to buy Joyce Chen scissors or uh, tweezers or the, your latest like equipment or a cookbook, it was you had to go to Manhattan, upstate Manhattan, and go to JB Prince. And that's where you went to go buy your stuff. And so we don't have that. We don't have that hub here. And so we wanted to be able to create that where the young cooks, but not just not just chefs or teachers or instructors, you know, but people that love food mm -hmm. that could come in and buy, you know, cookbooks. You know, every big name chef is coming out with a book every week. Yeah. You know, but cookbooks, books on beer, wine, coffee, local publications, art. Um, you know, ceramics in terms of the different plates that we do, uh, the, the collaborations mm -hmm. from yeah. chef wear to uh, chef coats, aprons, pants, jackets, backpacks, totes, mm -hmm. you know, chef knives, tweezers, spoons. Everything's <laughs> going on. Yeah, yeah, you could get like whatever you want versus going on Amazon now mm -hmm. or yeah. going up, driving up to LA or wherever you need to go. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of, San Francisco has like, like 
Bernal Cutlery, Town and Cutler, you know, like Omnivore Bookstore. There's all these things generated towards it, except for San Diego. Yeah, yeah. we need more we of that, dude. It. Yeah, and I like um, that your vibes too. You're bringing stuff that you've seen other in other places which again it's like it's okay to be inspired by what mm-hmm. you see in other cities and bring exactly. it to your to your town like there's nothing bad about that yeah but it's like we're giving it our own twist right yeah, you, you guys are giving your own way. your own sauce everything you know that's how all great cities are built man yeah. all great cities are actually an eclectic mix of, of different backgrounds and, and different industries that are willing to talk to each other and, mm-hmm. and meet and gather and, and collaborate and create so um with the basis of understanding that like that's what we hope wordsmith can become for your average, you know, person that's coming in with their family, just like trying to check out a new foodie spot to yeah. the person who can geek out over a Nicole Penseca book drop, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, the different yeah. things that we have, like, let's say uh, adjacent to us, there's actually going to be building out a uh, like a small test kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so let's say we a book drops that's uh, flour and water about pasta. The chef comes in, does a book signing and then does a pasta making class right there. Yeah, you know, nice. um, we've partnered up with a lot Olive Wood Garden Learning Center in National City for our I thought you said Olive Garden. I was like, yeah. damn, dude, okay, Olive, Olive Wood. <laughs> like, damn, yeah, you guys yeah. stepped it up. Okay, <laughs> Olive Wood. All right, yeah. right. Um, Rebranding mission. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they can start Wood. serving chicken adobo right. at Olive yeah. Garden. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for part of the cookbook club. So okay. everyone has book clubs, right? Mm-hmm. But cookbook yeah. club, pick it up on the first of the month. Dope. And then Olive Wood Gardens uh, will <laughs> provide a basket of produce so you can cook recipes out of the book beautiful and yeah. so other things about the community connecting it, and that's in the heart of national city yeah beautiful guys beautiful well congrats on all that stuff we're gonna link you guys out so you can check out all the the socials and all that good stuff but mm-hmm. let's end it up with uh, our last segment which is last uh great meal last great lp and and today i'm do i'm sure you guys are eating some good shit right now but let's let's keep it simple and uh last great <coughs> meal and the last great uh record or or just stuff that you've been listening to man well you you want to kick it off with me? Yeah, or what, what's going on? No, here? You gotta it's like, I gotta uh, think about my last great meal. God, I'm thinking man. about it too. Right okay, now. <laughs> what if I kick it off? I'm gonna yeah, kick it off. Because right, go, go, my, go. my shit's fresh. So I went uh, Are you checking your Instagram like, Phil? Like, <laughs> like, what was that? What was that? What happened? I went to uh uh Birreria 664 today. Which oh, is because I've been cleaning. It's in Barrio, but they're all, they're a little bit everywhere. And I saw yeah. it because of my, my friend Tone from Cravers Club, he went there. Yeah. And uh, I've been searching for good beer. I'm, I'm going to say it wasn't like like the shit that I've had in TJ. Yeah. It was good. It definitely got it. You know, like yeah. I've been thinking about it since I left because it's like, like right. shit, dude, I can I can start coming here. You know, like it's 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 actually good beer. You right. know, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. So I had that. And mm-hmm. then uh, records. Actually, I, I kind of brought it back to uh, an old record that I really like. It's a Jamie XX, Jill Scott Heron. Mm-hmm. Uh collab that they did or record and it's just beautiful wow and there's a song on there called my cloud that i just love it so i've been playing the whole record again and kind of getting back into it 2011 and i keep talking about 2011 dude how great of a year it was for music like Uh such good music dropped in 2011 like subtract album came out if you guys were into house music like there was really good house music that came out in 2011 yeah Wolf and Lamb uh, record label out of Brooklyn, for example, was just like killing yeah. it. Nicholas Jar, like 2011 was a great year. So like that's an album from that year. Yeah. And I always like reference back like, damn, 2011 was good year uh, for music, man. Yeah. <laughs> good yeah. year for music, dude. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Dang. Food and okay. uh, I'm records, gonna do, music. Uh, you can lie about there's it more, too. There's more than one and I'm going to have to do two and two. 
You can't know. No, no, no. I just want to. I just want to make rules. I just want to make on rules. So I mean, Irwin's asking for advice over here too. So I know, right? Okay, so hopefully, hopefully this will, hopefully this will give you some sort of feel for what you want to say. But I've been drinking a lot. So my my good friend Daniel Toscano just had um, myself and a couple different friends from the gym from Stay Classy um, over for to, to watch the fight, to watch the uh, the Fury Wilder fight. And uh, I haven't felt this way in a long time, but as soon as I walked through the door, I just like the whole smell of just like homemade tacos mm-hmm. was just, it wafted through the whole, the whole, um, get you, the yeah. whole house. It yeah. just got me like instantly mouth was watering. Modelo's waiting for me right by the counter, and there's like I shit you not a hotel pan full of fucking tacos, and that was like heaven. <laughs> so I like I disappeared in this hotel bin of tacos for like 20 minutes. You didn't even say hi to anybody. <laughs> no, I said what's up. I said what's up, and then I looked at the tacos. And I said <clears throat> it's on, nice, nice. <laughs> you know. And I think that to me that was just really that was one of the last great meals that I had. Mm. Um, but to also uh, <clears throat> contrast that. Um, another really great meal that I had. I don't remember the name of the spot, but it's like deep in like South Bay, and it's a BDS spot. And Man, it's a it's Fernando's a, case. yeah, Fernando's. yo. So that was wild. Okay, so that BDS was so good. I stopped like I stopped talking. I think it's the best one in San Diego. One hundred percent. That's the one. One hundred percent. Fernando's Birreria or Fernando's. It, it used to be called Fernando's Catering. But it's, now like, it's like Fernando's yeah. like restaurant. It's like okay. a house, right? Yeah. It's okay. like yeah. it's behind a gas station yeah. in this house. Yep. And then the entrance to the door is like underneath the stairs. Yes, that's the shit I know. Yes. Like if you drive Full there, house. You drive there, and if it's like if the. I mean, they have like people doing like the uh, the parking, like mm-hmm. security guards, and if it's that full, I just turn around. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like I like <clears throat> you're just backing up, like yeah. You just want to tip afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that spot, that, yeah, yeah, the yeah. video there, like I've never tasted anything like it. It was just like perfect. It was fire. Yeah. It was fire. Um, now it the is. two the two uh, albums. I'm gonna just keep it short. First one, Snow Allegra, <gasps> of those feels again. Just front to back, of course, I'm in love with Snow Allegra. Let's get that out the way. Okay. But two, um, sonically, that album is really great. Front to back, it keeps you, That's what, yeah. it keeps you enticed, it keeps you um, intrigued and in, in, into the album. But also, just the wordplay and the lyrics and and the the, the way that she dances around. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, she just did the tiny desk. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I'm saying the way she dances around with her words, dog. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, but like any great anybody that's looking to become like a lyricist or, or a true mm-hmm. artist, like pick that album up and just listen to it front to back. And I think that's like a the epitome epitome of a modern day R and B singer. Um, yeah, she's good. Yeah. She's like yeah, out of this world. Dope. Um Second album. Oh, you doing two albums? Me, too? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I told you. Second album that gave me that same t- no, type of vibe was all the way back. Uh, Awaken my love, Childish Gambino. Oh, Straight yeah. up. Okay, okay. That okay. front yeah. to back. You know that was a whole experience too, and I got to witness um, him and Joshua Tree where he did it live, front to back, without releasing any context to anybody. Wow. And that to me was great. The last experience where i listened to an album front to back for the first time by the artist right in front of me performing it in a full production in a science dome in joshua tree full costume felt like an alien experience wow that sounds nuts yeah 
Yeah, crazy. No, I only have like one. In I one. know, dude. That's a fucking <laughs> hard one to top uh, off right there. Yeah. Uh, I just last, love food and music. <laughs> kind of last week. I'll, I'll go two food then. Like yeah, two food. Two food. For food for me, like I usually just go like the low key spots. Like I love yeah. my taco shops and what's your taco shop? What do you? Uh, I mean, I grew up on Super Sergio's, like that was like my spot. You know, that's so, my National City Golf Course, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my uncle so, lives right around the corner. So it's like me. that shit could be super greasy, but I don't care. Yeah. Like that, I love it. You know, the next like if I had to go after that, it'd be Lolita's. You know, mm, yeah. Day. But then, uh, yeah. but then it just you know depends on what you're looking for, I guess. Uh, but food wise, you know. I actually went with uh, went recently to uh, Yakitori Yakadori, and so mm. I've been going there for the last like almost my entire career. When they were up over here in Bankers Hill, in uh, I'm sorry, in um, in Hillcrest on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. And so I've been going there since that day before they moved mm. yeah. to Claremont. Dude, so have you have you been to their sister restaurant though? Hino and Hinotes. No, the other one. I can't even mention it, dude, because I feel. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got, I got, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about it after, after. after off record, yeah, yeah. man, because I can't give this one. You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to. Nah, no, 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 no. Yeah. This one I, I'll give it to you off so, record, but yeah, you gotta. But go. that one, I like. I just love it. Like I just been going there. Like since I was a prep cook when I first was introduced. Yeah. So. That's like my entire career. That's my favorite meal in the world. Yeah. The yakitori is mm. the best shit ever, dude. Yeah. Like, mm. it's just the best after any anything. Uh, and then albums-wise, um, I would, like, when I listen to music just on a regular, like, at home, I'm, like, I listen to a lot of old stuff. So, like, I really, I like his style. Like, he just goes back to Leon Bridges. Ooh, I've seen him. Heck oh, yeah, fuck. dude. Heavy, yeah. Yeah. The like, new uh, stuff they drop heavy. with yeah. the band that can never pronounce her name mm-hmm. is dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That shit was so hard. Yeah, Beyond so I've seen him, uh, I wish it would have had more songs. Oh, dude, so that that's, that's the beauty of it. That's though. the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. dude, it, was it like keeps you wanting more, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, his Everything. voice though, like you know, his story, it's like classic. he was a dishwasher just wailing. Yeah, and someone just heard him in the back. You know, how old is the guy? I want to say he's like twenty six. <laughs> oh, he's he's oh, young. Like I think he's yeah. back. Wow, but he's dope. Like I've seen him, I think like four or five times now live. Okay, mm. and like dude is just like small in stature, but just high in energy, just super hype. So, um, so any album in particular that you want to shout out, like uh, the uh, Texas Sun, the last one, or is, or another one? No, like I, I mean, his first album was obviously like the like hit home to okay. kind of everyone. But okay. uh, good good thing is just like something I listen to like front end, like That's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, cool. But I mean, anything like you know, anything old like that, like. Mayor Hawthorne. Yeah. Like, I just like that old vibe. DJ haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, you're going to like, uh, I got I to gotta shout out Bobby Arosa, man. My boy, Bobby Arosa. Bro, Yo. there's a, there's this label out of Brooklyn called um, Big Crown Records that's putting out that sound of, like, the Mayor Hawthorne-ish, like, just old school. Yeah, it's like old school Motown. Yeah, so listen to Bobby Arosa's. I, I, that was actually my last album from the last pod that I, that I listened to. Bobby Arosa. O-R-O-Z-A. Oh, Arosa. And his album, This Love, front to back. Holy shit, dude. Such a good album. This he, love? Yeah. Oh, yeah and yeah. he's from Finland, and but his family's from Cuba. Oh, that's tight. That's so he's dope. like, it's crazy. Um, but yeah. Which which album were you talking about uh, with Leon Bridges? He just did a small like LP. Yeah, or this the, the Texas Sun, right? It's yeah. called Texas Sun. Yeah, they did LP, which oh, is beautiful, they're, dude. They're, they're beautiful. Oh, man, this shit's playing. I ain't even ready. <laughs> y'all, y'all gotta listen to Black Pumas. Oh, Dude, Black Pumas for sure. Amazing, amazing, yeah? amazing. Okay, okay. That's like I, the song "Colors." Dude, you gotta get on that. 
Tonight. Song, song became my gym song. A hundred percent. It's so that's what What's a gym song, bro? Tell no, us about gym. Like, I go to the gym. Uh, and oh, your gym song. song. Okay, like, okay. That song is my... Black like, It gets you pumped. It would well, not even get you pumped. It's just a good song. Okay, okay. Amazing yeah. song. Black, yeah. what's, what's it called again? Yeah, colors. Oh. They're, they're called, their name is Black yeah. Pumas. Black Pumas. Yeah. And okay. then the song is Colors. Exactly. But like all of their songs, all of their songs are amazing. Dope. It's like theatrical, like yeah. cinematic. Dope, dope. Erwin, all right. what's up so, with you, man? I know you're getting advice. Yeah, I was trying, you, I was trying to get advice. I was like free. literally trying to think about my, my last, you said like great meal. Like Shout out to Amina over there who's giving advice. That's hard. Amina. But then when I really thought about it, it Shout was when Amina, I just. Shout out Amina, about it. So. I'm gonna have three albums because God, you guys every, kept just adding stuff. Whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> um, all right, hell so yeah, got two, three. Yeah. All right. So my last great meal, um, besides most food in Tokyo, is flex. Because well, I'm like that's <laughs> these I'm facts, like, bro. I'm like, that facts. stuff is great. Facts, facts of okay. life, right there. Like dude. great um, was just soul food at home. I think like the thing you said just like reminded me of um, the thing Jam said. I'm pointing and no one knows, but. <laughs> That just reminded me of what it was like to be back home um, you talk about for Cle- New Cleveland, Year's. Cleveland yeah, soul in food. Cleveland. Yeah. Well, it's like Southern soul food. Black people are. What's, what's like, like the. What's, from South. what's the dish, bro? What's the dish? <laughs> I mean, it's like everything. We get we have like fried chicken. We have collard greens. We have chitlins. We have yeah. um, candy yams. Mm-hmm. Candy yams is like the best Sounds shit. Sounds bomb. My, as fuck. My, my aunt's yeah. candy yeah. yams. Yes. Yeah. Like my aunt's candy yams are like so fucking good and i try and eat other people's and i'm like nah no yeah. you ain't you are not getting it this Thanks. is not it chief. Um, so it's when i was back home eating soul food i felt like shit the next day I just felt <laughs> lethargic and like horrible and heavy but like in the moment that was yeah. the best because you're not I was eating like that every day high. it's like right. once no. in a while i was like on a high and then there was also some like um apple pie and ice cream mm. okay like that is that is my go to dessert, Apple and pie can and also be my go to meal. Okay, like in like, general. What were we just talking about? No, no, like no, here's, here's a question, dessert? bro. Guilty. No, that's the only dessert yeah. I'll yeah. eat. Yeah. Question for you, but you got to be super honest. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's apple pies. Oh, oh no, yeah, I'll crush it. Yeah, all right. Good, yeah, good, no, good, good. if it's apple pie, if it's apple pie, yo, which one? If it fried ones, the tree fried ones, yo. Oh, they have different ones. If it, if it's apple pie, I'm talking about the traditional little like no, bro, no, but they do that one, but they deep fry it. You've never had no, I'll do that too, yo. Like legit, if it's apple pie, but and there's ice cream. If it's apple pie by itself, no. But you got to do the Jolly Bee one. Do they have ice cream? Then no. Yes, they have Hollow Hollow. They have actually. Yeah, I can only vanilla ice cream with it. I think. So, but anyways, back to the <laughs> but it has to be vanilla ice cream. So, uh, back to your music choice. Yeah, I was like, let me get my so albums three. Okay. Uh, Southern playlist of Cadillac music. Oh. We actually like got that on album. So good, mm. so good, okay. front to back. Um, another one is Funkadelic's Maggot Brain. Oh mm. yeah, the first track on that. Yeah, is amazing. It's okay. ridiculous. Just the guitar, especially on it vinyl. Gets you. Yeah. It is. It it hits. Yeah. It hits. Funkadelics, dude. Dude. That's that's deep. Yeah. I had a third one, I forgot. Was that so George Benson? Oh. George Benson? Is that never mind. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I just know it's old school, right? Yeah, Funkadelics yeah, yeah, yeah. is like old yeah. school yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. George yeah. Clinton. Yeah. Clinton. Sorry. You're calling him Benton. Okay, so <laughs> George Benton. <laughs> I don't know who ben- I was like, damn, that's a So back to your uh, third, third musical album? choice. No, that's, that's it, a, just two. We're doing two. Complete opposite. Yeah. Um the third music choice would go along with the soul food. Um, one, I'm a big fan of Kanye West. Just yeah. every single piece. 
the the latest two albums that he released mm. are amazing to me mm. one because it challenges all music that is popular um and it leans into the root of all of the music that he's ever explored which has been foundationed by voices and how do you so how do you like mm. mix voices question together? for you are you talking about um yay or uh kitsy ghost as like the oh, comparison no. between no uh, no, no it's no. gonna be uh i'm talking about jesus king jesus yeah king and, and then and the, the live born. album yeah. Oh, yeah i'm literally talking okay. about the two latest two. things okay 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 yeah. like i'm not even talking about those because i think all of those were just to get him to this point of like going to the root of all of his music which is just gospel yeah and like growing up in that world growing up going to church hearing gospel music and then being at home eating soul food and then getting my parents to play the latest like Sunday Je- service. Jesus Born yeah. album like it was like yeah. perfect surreal like yeah. that with soul food what the fuck yeah, <laughs> and like uh, rain down on me that album or that like one track mm-hmm. is amazing because they mix in go-go music at the end like everything about that track specifically go-go music, just like bro. gets me it okay. gets me and that's like i get emotional when i hear that dude that, it so, was yeah. a good album i liked it i like I, I haven't listened to the third one though the jesus is born yeah dude. jesus is born yeah no it's like it's it's i got it it's low-key better yeah i gotta check it out tonight yeah. it's gonna be my homework for tonight guys thanks a lot for coming by Hell really yeah. appreciate yeah. it I, and i hope to have you guys on again sometime Absolutely. Yeah, you know this this the this part we shoot the shit back of house you know how it is dude <laughs> we just talk about anything yeah we, get, we we say as many albums as we want you know but uh <laughs> but yeah man i appreciate you guys uh stopping by today and we look forward to seeing all your projects come come to light this year and obviously uh you know we look forward to seeing you guys this thursday at long play hi-fi first one of the year so we'll see you guys then but uh till then thanks a lot guys signing off thank you thank you love and empathy peace